Oh, good evening. Today's daf is daf ayin hey page seventy five. The head of the mitzvah is Baba Gama. We're going to go back to the two dots on ayin dollar and base on seventy four b. Five lines, or call it six, seven lines from the bottom at the two dots. Seventy four b ayin dalid amud base. Fascinating conversation coming up, and this is going to cover most of the daf. We are going to shift on to another uh, focus as well, but most of today's daf is going to continue to focus on what is the halacha if somebody is maida b'knas, somebody admits to a fine. In general, when somebody's maida b'knas, if you admit to a fine in Bezin, you're potter, you don't have to pay that fine. What we're going to discuss here is what happens if you're maida b'knas, you admit to the fine, and then afterwards, two witnesses show up. V'yachakach bo edim, edim show up afterwards. Does that uh, reinstate the fine or not? So in other words, if you say, that once you admit to it, it's out the window, so you're totally done. Or do we say that you're just putter because we're relying on you, but the moment we're not relying on you because now two witnesses showed up, now the fine will be reinstated. So that's going to be a machlaikas, and that's where we pick up. All right, two dots. Second to last line before it gets wide. Gufa, piece of her pubes, quoted statement number of Hunamarav, who says name of Rav, somebody admits to a knas, according to Rav, even if witnesses come afterwards, the fine is out the window. You are potter. Eisrei Rechisla Rav Huna has a challenging question on Rav Huna. Ma'isa bring the Yisrael with Rav Gamliel Osha. Simeasein Tavi after he blinded the eye of Tavi, a servant who he really wanted to free, but he wasn't allowed because Tavi doesn't want you to free and have a Kanani. He was thrilled. Now Tavi, who was a Talmud Chacham, who was very learned, was free according to Allah. Masu Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel found Rabbi Yeshua. Allah. He said, "Did you hear? Did you hear the news?" Did you hear the news that Tevi, my servant, has gone free? He says, why do you want me to hear the news? Why did he go free? I blinded his eye. He says, Rabbi Yeshua, who was the dying on the court. It doesn't matter. Guess what? Your servant who you think is free is not free. Now, when you blind your servant's eye, he goes free because it's a fine. The Torah finds you, yeah? But he says, guess what? He ain't free because you just admitted it. And there's no witnesses about this. Which seems to imply if there would be witnesses that show up stating what Rav Gamliel did to Tevi, Tevi would, uh, then Rav Gamliel still would be able to free him even if witnesses showed up afterwards. So you see from Rabbi Yeshua's statement that if somebody is and afterwards you're still going to be responsible. Omar Lay, Ravuna responded, Shiny Rav Gamliel, Dlebley Bezanaidi. It was usually, we'll say, if you admit and then witnesses show up, you actually don't get a reinstated fine. But over here, he never admitted because Rav Gamliel never came. You have to admit in a Bezdin. It can't be that you admit to a random people on the street that you're responsible. When do we say, Maidabakanas Potter? When you go to court. And here, Rav Gamliel never went to court. He's just talking to Rabbi Yeshua. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Rabbi Yeshua is the leader of the court. So this should be considered like your Maida Beknas. This should be considered like you're admitting to a fine in Bezdin. Says the Gemara, very nice that you're telling me that Rabbi Yeshua is the Av Bezdin. But guess what? He wasn't seated in the Bezdin at the time. And therefore, even though Rabbi Gamliel is telling the Av Bezdin what he did to Tevi, doesn't matter. Since he didn't show up in court and admit the fine, maybe that's why. If Adam come afterwards, 
Reb Gamliel will still be chayiv. But if Edom do, but uh, maybe in a regular case, we already came to court and admitted, maybe we'll say that even if witnesses show up, you're not going to be chayiv. Says the Gemara Batani, we learned in a b'risa, Omar Lohi, Rabbi Shua said, said them, ain't bidvarecha klum, ain't nothing happening anymore now that you told me. Nothing happening, Tevi is not free, Shekvar Haidesu, you already admitted, my love Tanoihi, isn't this a machlekas Tanoim, which means, Haitan Adamar Shekvar, Indicha Edom Savar, the Tana, who says that there's no Edom over here, is going to say, Maidukhnas Vachibo Edom Chayiv, Haitan Adamar Shekvar Haidesa, and the one who says that the reason why he's not free, because you already admitted to me outside the court, Savar Maidukhnas Vachibo Edom Potter, we say, if you admit to a fine, then Edom come afterwards, your Potter, and the same machlekas that we had with the Amiram. Answers the Gemara light. It's very possible to say in this everybody will agree that if you admit to a fine and then witnesses show up afterwards, you still don't pay, you're off the hook. He says Yeshua is outside of Bezdin and therefore um, and therefore Reb Gamliel is coming to a Dayan outside of Bezdin um, and uh, and claiming that he had hurt or uh, damaged the eye of Tevi. Hence, it's not considered a hida. It's not considered an admission of anything because you weren't standing in court. And the Tanu says that the Lashen of that Rabbi, Rabbi uh, Yeshua said to him is that you already admitted Savar uh, uh, will hold that he was in Bezin. Rabbi Gamliel admitted to him in Bezin. That he had uh, hurt Tavi, therefore it is considered a Maida Beknas, and even if witnesses were to come afterwards, he would not be, uh, there would not be a, uh, yeah, he would not be Chayyad, he would not be responsible because of his, uh, his Haida. Okay? Weiter. Here we go. Now that we established, let's just take a step back, that there's a Machleka Samayroim, what happens if you. Admit in court, and then witnesses show up. Is Maid Bekanas Potter when Adam come afterwards? We don't know for sure if there's Bechlekes Tanam. Possibly yes, possibly not. Let's get into a Psaq Halacha. Let's find out what Taka, what is the Halacha. Idmar, we learned. Maid Bekanas Vachach Bo, Adam, somebody admits to a fine that witnesses show up about a Rav Omer Potter. Rav says you're still not responsible. The bottom line is you admitted first. Shmuel Amrachayev. Shmuel says you still, you now are responsible because there's two witnesses. Omer Rav Bar Yilai, Rabbi Rav Bar Yilai says, "My time to What's the reasoning for Rav that once you admit you're off the hook, even if witnesses show up afterwards? You know why? Because it says, "When are you responsible? When the judges make you guilty." To exclude when you yourself um, are uh, admitting. Says Gemara, Lomali, why do I need that verse to teach me that? May Asher Yashiyun I already know Asher Yashiyun that the Bezdin finds him guilty, not when you find yourself guilty. So I need the Pasuk of Emhimatse Timatse. Let me know like this. If I admit him Bezdin, Potter. And why do I need a second verse? Even if I admit him Bezdin when witnesses come afterwards, still I'm Potter. Even when witnesses show up afterwards. That's why there's two verses to add one layer to the next. But Shmuel argued with that. Shmuel says, listen, if witnesses come afterwards, you are chayev. Uh, what are you going to do with two verses? Says Gemara, Shmuel, I'm Allah, Shmuel's going to respond. No, the other post, is coming to let me know that you're obligated to pay double in court, not only when you claim that it was stolen as a, as a watchman, but even when you actually steal. Okay, fine. Period. 
we still have our Machlekes though. So, Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Eisvei Rav Shmuel. Rav asked a challenging question on Shmuel again. What's the halacha? Somebody admits. And witnesses show afterwards. Ra'a'edim, if you see witnesses, Shemeshamshim uba'im. See, here's the problem. If you say that when I admit to a fine and the witnesses come afterwards, I don't need to pay the fine. So let's talk for a minute. Here we go. I steal. I know if I'm busted, I need to pay double. I need to pay once as the principal amount and twice for my fine. I hear rumblings in the community that there are witnesses that saw that I did this. And they're on their way to Besdim. What am I naturally going to do? I shouldn't say naturally. What would somebody who knows they're about to get busted for a double payment, what would you do? Lick your wounds, cover your losses, and go admit so that you only have to pay once, not twice. If we say that when you admit and witnesses come afterwards, you don't have to pay double, so every ganav, every thief who hears that witnesses are on their way to Besdin, what are they going to do? They're going to go running to Besdin. And now I'm going to say they don't pay double because they, they made it there 30 seconds before the witnesses showed up? Is that how it works? So here we go. Ra'idim shemesham shemubam. The Ganav saw witnesses are on their way to Besdin. Vyomar Ganafti, he runs to Besdin and says, oh, yeah, I did it. But I, I never shechted or sold it. It says you only got to pay once. You beat them to Besdin. You don't pay double because you admitted. Now, isn't this seem to be that the witnesses did show up afterwards? Because again, the case was, you saw witnesses on their way to Besdin. They're trying to figure out the code to the front of the Besdin. They thought it was 613 and it's not. And they're stuck outside. You know the code. You go running into the Besdin. You're like, hey guys, I stole. The luck is, okay, you, you beat them to it. So you see that a person's made the person admits to a fine, even if witnesses show up afterwards, you, you, you don't need to pay the double fine. Amalei, Shmuel says back to him, what are we dealing with? All the Bryce has said is, you saw witnesses going to Bezin. Did they actually show up? No. Maybe they never actually showed up. Says the Gemara. And that's why, that's why you're going to pay once. Maybe if they showed up, though, you would pay twice. I so why did it say that he was on his way to Bezdin? Okay, we'll have to deal with that. He saw them on the way. Maybe he thought they were on their way to Bezdin. Yeah? I, Tani Sefer, we learned at the end of the Brisa, Rabbi Lazar, Shimon Aimer, Yavo, Eidu, let the witness come and testify, Michal Tanakama, Savar, Lai. The Tanakama holds, even if they come afterwards, they're not going to pay the fine. Rabbi Lishmuel, Lavi, Gadamar, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Tekal Kavasi, and Adami, Rabbi Lazar, Shimon. Very nice. I understand that makes sense, but I have Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon. I have a Tana backing me up. And you're, you, Rav, are an early Amaira. I, Shmuel, am an early Amaira. So you want to challenge me from, uh, you want to challenge me from the Bryson? I've got an opinion of the Bryson backing me up too. Says the Gemara, the Shmuel Vade Tanahi. According to Shmuel, he's going to say it's Machlag Yusin Tanakama and Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. The Rav Yilema Tanahi, but according to Rav, maybe he'll interpret the Brisa differently because Amar Lach Rav, Rav will say, I know Darmi Afilu Rabbi Shimon, Afilu Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. I understand Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon's opinion to hold like me. 
Why? Over there, I'll say, if a guy, you know, again, the, the, you have a thief who sees the witnesses on his way to court. He's, they're on their way. And he's like, I'm not giving them the code to the court. I'm going in feist. Says Rav, listen. If we know that's the circumstance, you know, we're going to say to the Yid, we're going to say, Rabbi Yanko, sorry, Charlie. Sorry, uncle. We know why you're here. We know what drove you to come up over here. We, you saw the witnesses coming. This is not an excuse to show up. Yeah, this is not a game of, uh, this is not a race. Who could get here first? Once you see the witnesses coming to Besden, even if you walk in first, like, well, I did it. Doesn't matter. You're going to pay double. But over here, in another case, maybe when a thief does not see witnesses coming, and he really wants to come out of tshuva, so then maybe Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon will agree with me that even if witnesses were to show up the next day or a year later, that he would not be uh, he would not be chayav in kefil. Okay, so again, Shmuel is not disproved, and we still are left with our machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. What is the halacha? If somebody is Maida admits in Bezdin the Achakach Ba'uidin. But what we did, whether you're Chai Repotter, now, but what we did clarify is that even with all this in place, okay, if the guy were to only show up in Bezdin because he's scared, he thinks the witnesses are on their way, everybody will agree you pay double. See, that's what we've just qualified over here. That the Machlaikas about Maida the Achakach Ba'uidin. Even the opinion that says putter will agree chayav if you're only showing up because you saw witnesses on their way. However, if he is showing up not because he's seeing witnesses, that's where the machlekes is. We, we're, at least we're qualifying where the machlekes is to be had. Okay. It makes sense according to Rav. When the guy says, I stole and the witnesses came afterwards, he does not need to pay double. He's the one who obligated himself in the principal amount. And if he obligates himself in the principal amount, so he can also not obligate himself in the other amount. But what if he said, I never stole? That witnesses come and they say he stole. And then he says, once he's busted on the theft, he goes ahead and says, That Okay? Which means like this. This guy, we don't know him to be a stealer. Witnesses come and say he stole. After he gets busted for stealing, he says, Okay, you should know, now that it's been clarified that I stole, I'm going to admit that I also shechted and sold it. See, let me tell you something. This admission, he has nothing to lose from. I want you to notice this. Notice this. Let's take this. Let's, take, let's, just, let's just uncover this layer here. This is beautiful. If a thief were to initially walk into a court and tell us he stole, is he obligating himself in anything? Yes. The principal amount. This thief did not come to court. 
two witnesses testify he stole. See, he's taken to court. And he's proven to have stolen. Two witnesses say. So now he's going to have to pay Kefel. Immediately after he pays Kefel. I'm sorry, immediately after this happens, you know what he says? I'm going to admit that I slaughtered it and stole it. Does he have anything to lose by saying that? No. Because right now there's no testimony that he slaughtered and sold. And B, when you admit to it, all you're doing is removing a possibility of additional payment. You understand? You understand the difference between admitting to the initial theft and admitting to the slaughter? When he admits to the initial theft, he's obligating himself on something. When he admits to the slaughter after he's busted on the initial theft, he's not even putting any responsibility on himself. Admitting to what? So what's going to happen now? Nothing. All he's doing is removing the possibility of further payment. Which means, says the Gemara beautifully, says Rav Amnuna, if after he admits to the Tvicha and Gneva, if after he admits to the slaughtering, two witnesses show up and say you shechted and slaughtered, you know what we're going to say? You, you need to pay it. Your admission's not really an admission. You just said it because you were nervous in case somebody saw you. Eh, I already covered my bases. Since you originally denied the whole thing and you were busted on that, you're going to be chayev to pay over here. Amar Rabba says, I have a problem with this. Psak, I had a machlekas with the elders of Rav's yeshiva. When he said, you know, hey, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, hey, look at Rabbi Yeshua, you know, I blinded Tevi, I, I blinded his eye. And he, he's free now. The Kamalei Rav Chisla Rav Huna, but like Kamashanei Rav Chista, told this over to Rav Huna, and Rav Huna never said this answer that Rav doesn't hold it applies over here because Rav Gamliel is not obligating himself in anything. So you see that just because you're not obligating yourself in additional payments doesn't uh, doesn't get you off the hook. It marnab. We learned the price similarly. Amar Rav Chiyah Baraba, Amar Rav Yechinon, Ganafti Yivo Edim Shaganaf. If a guy says I stole, and that witnesses come and say he stole, Potter, he doesn't need to pay. The double amount, because he obligated himself in the principal amount. He doesn't need to pay the fine. Avalamar, but if he says I never stole. And witnesses come and say yes, he did steal. He says, okay, wow, now I'm busted. You know what I better do? Because of Amar, so he says, yeah, I, yeah. Now that I, you know, I stole. Well, tavachti u macharti. You've, uh, you know, I shechted and I sold it. And witnesses come afterwards. You're still responsible. Shari Potter Atzmai me clone because he pottered himself up initially he tried to potter himself up from paying anything is nothing to lose with this claim hence we don't consider this to be an admission of the dalid behay you will be responsible the mission brisa also are meduig like this mastisin our mission the tnan you need to pay kefal. You don't need to pay four or five times the amount. Why do you need to say that he stole? According to two witnesses, we could have given a case as well where he showed up and he says, you know, hey, I, you know, uh, I, I admit to this. I admit that I, I, I stole it and I, and I shechted it. Or there's one witness about it. Say, he's only going to have to pay the principal amount. Top of Ayin Hayim Mabez. Elalav. 
Hakamash Malan. Let me tell you the Chiddush of the Mishnah. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is, okay, now the initial theft had two witnesses. What happens if somebody steals and there's two witnesses? And then he says, yeah, and I shechted it. Two witnesses say he stole and now he's coming and admitting to the slaughter. Or a single witness says he slaughtered it. Here, he didn't obligate himself at all. Financially, by admitting you shafted or sold it, you just, you, you're not adding any sort of obliga- financial penalty to yourself. And we're saying that when he admits to shafting it or selling it, it's the same as, as if one witness would come and say that. Just like two witnesses testify that you stole, and one witness comes and says you slaughtered it. What's the halacha? Ki Nothing happens. But if a single witness were to come, a second single witness were to come, we're now going to say, oh, so now we have two. Now we have an original witness said you slaughtered it. And now a second witness said you slaughtered it. Mechaev, he's going to obligate. So too, when you admit by yourself, ki if witnesses come afterwards, Mechaev will say, even though you admitted, that still doesn't mean you're never going to pay the dollar behay. You still might pay the dollar behay. But let's say the original theft and slaughtering or selling is only done by his own uh, by his own admission or with an edachad. The chayav asa bekaren. So he obligated himself with karen. Lay amrin al piatzma. Do with that piatzma. We're not going to say that his al piatzma. His admission is the same as an aid echad. Okay. Now. Brisa, where do we find the brisa about this halacha? And again, we're trying to, what, what are we still focusing on? What we're still focusing on is we don't have a psak halacha, we don't have a bottom line ruling. What is the halacha if a person is maida beknas, the achach boedim, and then witnesses show up? Usually when you admit the fine, you're done. What happens if witnesses show up? Do we reinstate the fine? Again, we still have the machlekes, Rav and Shmuel, and now we're going through various brises to ultimately see the psak halacha. So let's keep going. The tongue of the brisa ra edim shemeshamshin uboim v'yomar ganavti avalei tevachti macharti. The ganav lives near the court, and he sees witnesses walking in to testify against him that he stole. He quickly runs in and he says, uh, "I stole the animal, but I didn't shechter sell it." He's going to have to pay the principal, even though witnesses showed up. Why, why do you got to say he, he said he stole it? And he said, I stole it, but I didn't shecht it or sell it. What's he got to do with anything? The, the, the case only has to be where the guy says, I stole it. Or he says, I shechted it. Or he says, I sold it. Doesn't need to be all those things. Either one. Why do we got to say that, that uh, the smaller chiddush, where all these things are coming in, must be that since he admitted to the sale, to, to the theft, since he admitted to the theft, he's the one obligating a principal amount, and therefore we're going to say, okay, you came to obligate yourself, we'll let you get off without paying the additional fines of double or four or five. However, what if he wasn't the initial cause of payment? He says, I never stole this. He's not causing the initial payment. And his witnesses obligating the initial payment. So now he's got nothing to lose. He might as well just admit, because there's no financial penalty on, on admitting a fine. He's already obligated in the principal amount. And if he doesn't admit, he's risking witnesses showing up and claiming that he owes four or five times. So 
He says, I never stole it. And then witnesses say he did. Because of Amar, so now he's coming back and, you know, with, with his, uh, you know, he's coming back and he says, uh, He says, yeah, I did it. And then afterwards, witnesses show up and say, I did it. Since he didn't obligate himself on the principal amount initially, he's going to be responsible even when witnesses show up afterwards. You see, admitting to Tvicha is not considered uh, it's not considered admitting and you still are going to be responsible when Adam show up, when witnesses show up afterwards. Amri, they said, Loi, you cannot prove that from the Brisa again, that uh, he because this, this price itself is a novel chiddush to keep on the Omar Ganavti. Since he said, I stole it initially, even though he said, I stole it, but I never shechted or sold it. And that's proven to be a lie because witnesses do come. So he says, I stole it. And, but I never shechted or sold it. And then witnesses talk about the theft. Putter. You don't have to pay four or five times the amount, even though he claimed he didn't shecht it or sold it. He never admitted to that. But there's only witnesses about that. Now, Allah is potter. He doesn't need to pay the four or five times the amount. Okay? Note, chap uh, this case is gishmat. It's a case we haven't really focused on yet. What would be if the guy admits the theft? We say, did you shecht it or sell it? He says, no. And then witnesses say he shechted and sold it. What about then? So we said he doesn't pay four or five times. Because realize, these witnesses could only say he shechted or sold it. If it's your animal, there's no problem with shechting or selling. Since these second witnesses never saw it stolen, the whole story is only starting because of him coming and telling us. He said, I stole it. Two people say, oh, well, now that we know you sold it, well, now we now we know you stole it. We saw you shechted. But the whole payment that they're coming to obligate him in is dependent on his own words that he said he stole it. If he never stole it in the first place, who cares if they saw him shechted? That's not going to obligate him on payment. It's his animal, possibly. Okay, my timer. What's the reason when he admits to the initial theft, but? Does not admit to the to the slaughtering and selling, and he's busted on that. Why are we going to say you don't pay dollar behei? Tashlume arba bechamisha amarachmana v'loi tashlume arba v'loi tashlume shleisha. Because um, it's uh, the arba bechamisha is going to only apply to a case where there's a kefal payment as well. Here, since there's no kefal, there's no obligation of dalid and hay. Okay. Says the Gemara, leima ketanoi. Let's say this conversation is a machlekes tanai. We want to, the earlier, the more generations we bring it back to, earlier, the more authenticity it has and the more clarity we have about the later opinions. Here we go. Leima ketanai. Says in the Bryce, Hayushnayim me'idim she'gonav v'hayushnayim me'idim aslay she'tavachu machar. Two guys say Yankul stole and two guys say Yankul shechted. If the guys who said he stole are disqualified because they're Zaymimim. So what just happened? The second group that said he shechted or sold it doesn't have any testimony because we don't even know that he stole it in the first place. 
So what are you coming and telling me that it's, he slaughtered it and sold it? So what? It, it wasn't stolen, possibly. What happens if the Eide Tvicha, the second group, were found to be Zaymans, but the first guys are still saying he stole it? He's going to pay double. And these Zaym are going to pay the additional payments. They said, Actually, the second group is going to pay double. And, he, and, the, um, and uh, he is going to pay three for a bull and two for a sheep. Okay. So, meaning, if the animal that you stole was, we uh, shechted was a, um, was a uh, ox, you pay three times. That's the what, what would be the hay. The five times now you will pay three. If it's a sheep or a ram, which is an adult sheep, is going to pay two. A high koy sumchis. What is sumchis going on? Either my reshev is going on the first case where the first adim are not even true. It doesn't make sense. Less than the sumchis is also about the kula. How would sumchis say you're obligated at all? There's no witnesses anymore telling us it was even stolen. So sumchis cannot be saying you're going to pay two or three. It was going on the second case, where what? The second group of witnesses on the slaughtering were disqualified, but not the first group. The problem is, we said before, that you're only going to pay dollar to you're not going to pay two or three. It's got to be that there's another and and what's that case? Going to also be tray. Here's the new case. Two witnesses come. Amri, Lay, uh, uh, Amri Lay, and they say to him, Ganafta, Yanko, you stole. Omar Lahu, and Yanko says, In, yes, Ganafti, I stole. You know what else happened? Tabachti, I slaughtered it. Macharti, I sold it. But let me tell you something. You say that I stole it, let me tell you something. I did steal it, but you never saw it. You're a liar. You're two liars. You are not witnesses about this. Interesting. He's admitting to what he did, but he's knocking them on claiming they saw him do it. Now, let's pause over here in the story. What are we going to say? We don't care what Yankel says. These two witnesses say they saw it, and we accept the witnesses in court, right? Who cares if he says, you never saw it? They say we did, and two witnesses are accepted in court. Now, here's where the story starts. <laughs> if I see Sade, now two other witnesses show up. And these two other witnesses go to the first guys, and they say, hey guys, you did not see Yankel steal. You were with us in Chicago when you claim Yankel stole in St. Louis. You're with us in that other place. Yanko the thief is actually right. He's correct that you never saw it. Okay? And now the owner of the animal comes along and he brings witnesses. And he brings witnesses who say that Yanko shechted or sold it. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is the case that Sumchis 
and the Tanakama are referring to as to whether or not the second set of witnesses can obligate the additional three, uh, the payment of three. Notice, let's pause. What's the case? Two witnesses say, you stole Yankel. And what does Yankel say? Yes. So what got Yankel to say yes? Two, two guys. He didn't start this story. But then Yankel said to them, oh, by the way, yeah, I, I did steal. And I did a lot worse than steal. I shakted and I sold it. But uh, you guys uh, weren't there. And it was proven they weren't there. It seems that still he's going to be obligated to pay the additional three payments. Even though ultimately the theft is coming from who? The knowledge of information is coming from him. Didn't start with him. But after they said it, he admitted. So, does is about what happens when he admits to the shechting. The Rabban are going to say that even though when he admitted to the theft, it was only there because of two additions, because of the first witnesses, that's only why he opened his mouth. Still, it's considered Maida Beknas Potter. You know why? Because those two original witnesses turned out to not be witnesses. So now what do we call this? His own personal admission. The Since, why did he admit initially to the theft? Because two people showed up and said, you stole. So even though it turns out that after the fact, they weren't valid witnesses, he's not showing up and admitting. So the shechting is not admitting either. So we say like this. The first witnesses who are now found to be Zaymimim, they're going to have to make a double payment to him because they tried obligating him to pay double. The who, and he did steal actually and shechted and sold it. <coughs> he has to pay the additional two or three times. That's machlekes between the Rabban and Simcha. So it's an interesting case where a person's maida, he admits because of witnesses, but those are witnesses afterwards are, uh, are disqualified. Okay. Another possible approach. Amar Rabach Abreid Ravika Light. Rabach says that's not the machlekes between the Rabban and Simcha is to call Yama Haidah to Tavicha Labaidah. Everybody will agree that admitting to the Tavicha is not considered Haidah. It's not considered an admission that's going to get him off the hook. This whole machlekes is about an edus, which is impossible to make into zaymimin. Follow along. This is an incredible foundational idea in halacha. Okay? Listen to this. Listen to this. Can witnesses who it's impossible to uproot, can they even testify in the first place? Witnesses that are impossible to make them Zaymimin, do we even accept their testimony in court? Okay? Listen to this. I want to preface this with a separate area of thought in Shas. 
very important in, in our interpersonal relationships and knowing how to judge situations. People, the Gemara tells us, not over here, but this is, it's a, uh, this Gemara is going to touch on this. I just want to explain the concept. People have greater credibility when they say something that could be discredited as opposed to when they say something that cannot be discredited. If I say words that leaves me vulnerable to being proven wrong, I have greater credibility for saying that. Because if I was wrong, you have the ability to show me. As opposed to me making a statement that nobody could ever know. We don't take that statement at 100% ever. People could say things from today to tomorrow. If there's no way for me to prove whether you're right or wrong, I, can never, I, I should not fully believe you. When you say something that I can easily disprove, you have greater credibility. Because otherwise, why would you say it? Why would you say it? You can easily be disproven, so therefore you have greater credibility in what you're saying. Right? It's easy for people to say things that nobody else will ever know whether they're telling the truth. Then to say something, okay, you get that logic? It's a foundational idea. It's a beautiful, it's a foundational idea in how we accept witnesses and testimony and, and how to judge other people's statements and things that are said to us and how to judge all these things. It's fascinating. So listen to this. Do we accept testimony from people that it's impossible for us to make them zaymimen? The fact that it's not possible for us to uproot them and do to them actually lowers their credibility. So let's get into this. Kigayim, for example, the Asu Saadi, witnesses come, they say to Yankul, Yankul, you stole. The Yomar Lahu, and Yankul says, Ganafti, I stole. Tavachti, I slaughtered it. Macharti, I sold it. Miu lay befnechem ganafti, but not in front of you. Ella befnei, plaini you, plaini. You didn't see it, but I'll tell you who did see it. Beryl and Shmerel. Yankul says, Beryl and Shmerel saw it. Not you guys. Now, one second. See, Yankul now is gaining credibility. Because why is he mentioning specific people? That could easily be disproven. And then witnesses come along and they say to the first witnesses, they say to the first guys, you guys are Zaymimim. You guys are Zaymimim. You weren't there when he stole. Okay. But now, remember, the thief identified two other guys who saw it. Now, Beryl and Shmerel come along. They say, yeah, you know, Yankel did steal it, shecht it, or sell it. And this is the source of Machlekes. Rabbanan say that we're dealing with that it's impossible to make them Zaymimim because why? Since the Yankel, the Ganav, <coughs> already admitted that he sold it that he stole it and shecht it and, and sold it. So now, once he admitted these witnesses, Beryl and Shmerel, that show up, it's impossible to make them... Uh, I'm sorry. It's... Uh, yeah, since he admitted, so the original witnesses are not capable of becoming Zaymim because he already is absolutely responsible to pay for all these things. Even though Beryl and Shmerel showed up later, we have a rule. 
because we have a rule that Haidah's Baldin, that the admission of Yankul is, uh, is going to override anything else that happened. And we have a rule. Anytime there's testimony given that you can't make them into Zayim, it's not accepted Eidus. For some Kosovar, Eidus, why is there a dispute? We accepted. There's a rule. We have a psak. Any testimony that you cannot make the witnesses into Zayim, and we don't accept that in court, actually. So what's the homach like Asamiram over here? Says Gemara, Hanimili, Hecha, Teloi, Yadi, Be'ezi, Yayim, Visha, Telaka, Eidus, Klal. That, where do we say that you don't accept testimony if it's not possible to make them into Zaymim? That's only when, that's dealing with the case specifically when witnesses testify in a way where they're too vague. They don't give us all the, all the details. For example, they go ahead and say, Yankel killed on Sunday. We say, what time? I don't remember. Uh, okay. Um, now we got a problem. I'll tell you why. They say, Yanko killed on Sunday. What time? We don't remember. So here's the problem. If two other witnesses come and say, hey, to the two, the, the first witness, a second group says to the first group, you guys are with us in Chicago on Sunday. The first guys will say, okay, but you could drive from Chicago to St. Louis in four hours, four and a half hours. We could be in Chicago and St. Louis. So it's a testimony, Shiachol Azimah. Right? It's, it's, we're going to have a hard time turning them into Zaymimim because they didn't give us enough details. That's where we say we don't accept them as witnesses. But here, they're actually just coming to support the admission of the Baal Dim. Amar Mar, the Tana taught us, the Zaymimim pay double. I don't understand. Why do they got to pay double? The Ghanav admitted. And he would have only had to pay once. Let them pay one. Why double? Amal their brothers will say the Rav. Tani, learn it to mean. What do you pay? Tashlum de Kefal. You're right. They actually need to pay double. They do not only pay the principal amount. Just clarifying that part of the Brisa. We will hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Chaver Bezem tomorrow. Same time. Hopefully from Yerushalayim. 5.45 p.m. Central. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.